let's get into uh, let us get into things and let me bring you guys over to a top-down view since you're literally hovering above it at the moment of Rin Shander. So let me bring you over there. Bum, 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 bum. And there we go. So there is Bryn Shander, and as you can see, it's a fairly large town. Um, there wow. are a lot of different sections to it, um, and uh, it's round. You can see that you've got it's much, much larger um, than uh, Nightstone Ooh. was, obviously. Um, wow. yeah. And it's a it's a good little outpost there. Um, probably, How did they do that? Yeah, um, it is actually built up... Um, right on the top. It's the largest of ten settlements uh, that are up here, and it is in the frigid height, by the way, uh, frigid heart of Icewind Dale. Um, you know that there are caravans which converge with traders from across Icewind Dale to swap goods and rumors here, and the town is situated atop a hill south of a big mountain, which Sephiron points out to you as uh, Kelvin's Cairn is the name of this landmark. Um, so Bryn Shander has a commanding view of the surrounding tundra, and so any attacking force that wanted to get up here would have a tough job because they basically got to climb the hill, get up to this wall, get through the wall, all the while guardsmen are, you know, firing arrows down and doing all this other kind of stuff. Um, I should say that although uh, the walls are made of stone, most of the buildings on the inside are made of wood. So it's not like, you know, an incredible, it's not like the Fortress of Solitude, um, but it definitely is built to last. Um, that's, that's for sure. Um, and as you guys approach... Um, Zephyros turns to all of you, and I apologize, I do not have my echo thing with me since I am again on the road. Um, but Zephyros turns to all of you, and, uh, he says, Well, there it is down below. Um, where would you like me to put you? I could just toss you out here, if you like, and see where you land. Ha 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 ha. I know rush and go, sound good? Well, I've done it before. Um, <laughs> you are crazy. Can I... Can I can I lean into it to the to the other guys? So I go, um, I don't I don't remember who we're here to see. I know we've come to Brinchander to stop giants. I don't really remember who we're here to see. The guy. I took I took a blow to the head quite severely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guy. sure Greta knows. We are here to see <laughs> the brother who is a guy, and his sister is dead. Um, yeah, I, no, this is really something. So that has, I, I, lo I lost most of my 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 notes and my papers and even I, my character sheets. So I'm like really I like, yeah, who am I? Who are these people? It is all right. I am here to serve. Um, the person that uh, was killed was a woman named Simile Southwell, and Smile. Simile, like S E M I L E, Simile, um, as in senile but with an M, uh, Simile Southwell, um, who uh, was killed in the giant attack. And Seamile mm -hmm. had spoken often about her brother Markham, and uh, the information that you found out from the village, from Nightstone, is that Markham is the sheriff of Bryn Shander. So um, you know that Markham is one of the higher uh, law enforcement officials here, basically, in Bryn Shander. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> so you, totally. you, re you relay this thing that you clearly remember to your party in a in a Prince of Persia esque remembrance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Cutscene, like Greta yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, you have so you've relayed that to them, and so Zephyros sort of looks at you, beatifically, and uh, waits for your answers <clears throat> where you want to be put down. Which which time of the day is it? Um, right now it is about eleven o'clock in the morning. Um, and he says to you, now he's hovering pretty far above the city right now, and he says, um, just so you know, it strikes me that 
I don't know whether they're going to appreciate having a tower land in the middle of the city. Um, it looks rather dense down there, and I might destroy some little people on the way. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Also, they might be frightened of flying towers. So perhaps outside the city would be better? I would question. Sounds I'll... like a good idea. Are the dwarves that we had the scrap with at the end of the last session still here, or have they buggered off with the dragon? They have buggered off with the dragon. Uh, yes, I forgot about that. Suddenly, a tower descends with a dragon sat on the outside of it. I forgot about that. Oh, yes, we're that's here part to right. help. The uh, it was a dwarf. That's correct. It was a uh, essentially a cult, is the way you viewed it. But they wanted uh, they wanted Zephyros to join on board, and Zephyros told them basically to get bent, and uh, they were not not happy about it. Um, but they did leave. So yes, they are no longer here. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, oh. uh, the gaze outside. Just outside There's been somewhere. a lot of giant misunderstandings lately. Yeah, we should probably mm. avoid unnecessary complications. Go ahead, um, Greta. I would say let's let's um land outside to the east. There seems to be um a road leading to the east side of the city. Yeah, that say, like let's, a let's gate, land yeah. somewhere there because um that looks like a nice small road, so maybe not that much traffic. And it um, looks like the main road, doesn't it? No, I think the the, the there to the southwest that looks like the main road. Oh, you mean to the east? Oh, sorry, I was looking at the wrong one. Okay, so you mean like go in the go via the east way? Yeah. Also, if we hmm. just go maybe land a little bit towards the south, we might just land in front of the sun, so no, not that many people will see us land. <laughs> just this big silhouette as they're as they're getting ah, <laughs> um, as they're going over there. I'm sure that'll go fine. I'm I'm sure. No, we won't <laughs> inside panic at all. Yes. I know, Jurash. Do you want to fly down on one of his pets again? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, Can no. I borrow wingdings? That's my question. Can I borrow wingdings? <laughs> That's really the question. What's up, Darth? How you doing? Um, all right. So um, you guys. Said all right. Uh, you guys are able to. Uh, so the so it sounds like the east way is the consensus of the group that they would yeah, like to sit down. Yeah, pretty much. There. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is uh, excellent. I should be able to manage that, of course. And uh, he moves the tower over um, fairly far. If you're actually looking right now at roll 20, as far over as you can get, basically. So he, he kind of parks it a good distance away um, and then lands. Um, and uh, he says, and then he holds out his hands because, of course, he's doing this from the Erie, you know, the top floor where the, where the place is commanded. And then he holds out his hands and he says, uh, well, my friends, if you'd like to go down to the ground floor to depart. Yes, please. I take all my stuff and, um, yeah. <laughs> Unless, of course, you'd prefer to go down the faster route. I understand that that's something you little people seem to enjoy at times. Oh, uh, I have no. fully healed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's, get this party off with... <laughs> Let's get this party off with a bang, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so, he, uh, assuming that you do not actually attempt to leap uh, down to the no, ground. No, he, I'm uh, not. I'm not. He uh, he uh, takes you all and uh, gently lowers you down, sinks all the way to the first floor, and he says, um, "Very well, I will uh, I will try to withdraw to a relatively safe distance. Now it is possible that I will be called away on some kind of business. I will try to return at moments when I can, but I cannot promise you that I will be in the sky when you look next. But when things seem at their darkest, look to the east where the sun <laughs> is rising." And then he waits and goes. I love that line. It comes from one of my favorite books. But no, uh, I don't actually mean that. I don't know when I'll be returning, but hopefully I'll be able to come back at some point. I do hope oh. you will do the best you okay. can to support um, not only the little people, but try to bring them together with my people. Not all the giants are evil, you know. 
as we've learned after our sharing of breakfast together. (laughs) (laughs) How can we find you or call you if we need to? Well, I don't really know exactly. I suppose you know how to whistle, right? I suppose if you were to shout really, really loudly, and then he thinks about it, he says, hmm, uh, well, and he turns around and he uh, rummages, there's a chest behind him on the ground, as you guys know, there's a few of these large chests uh, that are around, so he opens one, a chest which is big enough that Celsic would have to, like, pull himself up onto, uh, like my son trying to get onto the sofa, my (laughs) one-year-old, like, you know, Um, but, uh, so he says, um, uh, let me see, if not... Well, no, it's not this. And he tosses out behind him like there looks like a like a some kind of a huge blue cloak. And then there what looks like a pair of clown shoes. You don't know if that's true, but um, and you, there's that. Just, just sorry, um, just huge blue cloak, as in like it would fit me because no, no, I no. have nothing to protect me a from huge the northern blue cloak, frost. As in it would fit him. Like the, oh, the right, cloak. okay. So I mean, if you want to, if you want a city tent that would fit five of you, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but no, it is not a cloak for you. He does that, unfortunately. He does that. Um, he does the, the clown shoes thing. Um, he puts uh, some furry thing, hits the ground, and then scurries away from you. You're not really sure what it is. It's <laughs> so sort of indeterminate. Um, and then he finds, ah, yes, yes, indeed. And he pulls forth um, this thing which looks like, he says, this whistle. Now, this whistle looks like a trombone. Okay, this whistle looks like a large horn, basically. <laughs> Um, but it's something, Urash, that you could probably carry, like, strapped to your back. And he says, if you ever run into difficulty, you need only blow this and I will respond. Although I warn you, if I'm at the other end of Faerun, I can't promise I'll get back here. I'm not that powerful, you know. <laughs> also, you should be aware that this is, um, and he lowers his voice, a little bit loud. I mean, it, it might destroy a few buildings around you just a little bit though not not very bad it's just loud it's very okay yes and that will hopefully make it possible for you to get in contact with me if you need me again thank you very much Sephiroth. it has been my pleasure don't go there mike i'm trying my best It was my pleasure not to work for Zenova and not to be part of the Final Fantasy VII canon, but my own canon, Zephyros. I am not an emo giant. Um, He doesn't say that. (laughs) But he has to go now to his reunion. But now I must... Right, exactly. Now I must leave. And uh, my mother needs me. Yes. Um, oh. Okay, so I, I, I have a genuine question. Um, okay. Does he have, uh, Zephyros, do you have any little people equipment that we could potentially take with us that could be useful? Uh, undoubtedly, you've collected quite a lot of stuff in your time, you know, studying the little people and working with them. I have indeed, although I must say that most of the little people seem more desirous to run away from me and screaming than to actually give me anything, but I have discovered some things here and there. Let's see. I have, um, and he rummages back in that large chest. I have here, and he brings out a couple of um, extremely, on his on his palm, they look like, not quite like specks of dust, maybe a little bit bigger than that, but like very small. But you think they're actually maybe sling stones that he sort of drops to the ground. He says, um, and then I have, and he pulls out this thing, these, these pointed sticks, and they look to be like <laughs> arrows of some kind. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, perhaps they will be of use to you, and he drops them on the ground with a clatter. Um, I take those. Okay. And uh, he says, let's see what else I have. And he kind of uh, sorts through everything. And, and to you, says, I give you the light of Elendil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I do have, and he thinks about it, and he's like, 
I do have, and he pulls forth, um, three cloaks. Um, and they are not his size cloaks. Um, they are brown cloaks of a certain kind. And he says, um, you can't go out there half naked like you, my friend. And he points at you, Arash. He says, even you with your strong constitution will not be able to survive for long in the heart of Icewind Dale. So I provide to you these cloaks. They will not give you any kind of magical bonus that I am aware of, but you will discover, I think, that you will be considerably warmer with these on than with them off. And he gives you one to you, Urash. Now, the thing is, these sort of are designed, it looks like, for human side. So for you, Urash, this is a little small. It's a little more like Mm -hmm. Superman cape, you know, style. Um, For (laughs) Greta, um, this is a little big for you. Um, If you could imagine, like, to go out of, uh, out of, to be anachronistic for a moment, Darkwing Duck, okay? Like, that's kind of the Darkwing oh, Duck cape size. You know what I, I mean? love Darkwing Duck. <laughs> he is the terror of the quacks in the night. So that, that is, thing is a little bit longer, you know what I mean? And then uh, Selsig. So for you, um, it's kind of like a Here Comes the Bride thing with the extra train on the back. Like, it's a little, Here little comes long. The yeah. Here comes the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so, yes, yeah, so you have this very, very, very long cloak, um, which is, you know, so he says, uh, I hope it will be of some use to you. Um, perhaps you'll find it useful in your desire to hide from things. <laughs> and uh, it is true, it would probably hide you, also keep you from moving, but as well hide you. Um, so, yes, so he gives you those three things and he says, now, my friends, it has been my great pleasure to get to know you. I appreciate very much that you did not run screaming from me, and we were able to come to some mutual understanding. I ask that you please save my people, and also, and he lowers his voice, and he says, I ask that you be on your guard. Jokes aside, these are dangerous times that we live in. I cannot speak for either your people or mine. Use caution. And then he leans back and he says, The next time we meet... Omelets on me, <laughs> and he um, and he uh, sort of as he continues to laugh as he elevates out of the rooms. You just see like his feet, <laughs> you know, as he's uh, elevating out of it. And then you feel the castle starting to rumble as if it's about to take off. Okay, let's get out. Let's get out. <laughs> yep, I'm out. Okay, so you guys all get out, and the castle, you know, lifts up. Um, and then uh, you see at the very top, um, you see the four um, uh, griffins, I believe they are, um, emerge from the top, and they all fly around, and then they swoop down. They basically, like, buzz each of you, um, and uh, they swoop around. Seems playful, if anything. <laughs> I dive onto the ground face first. <laughs> right. And then, back up, uh, and then back up to the top where they disappear into the eerie. And then last you hear, like, this booming horn from it, Thank you again, 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 my friends, friends, friends. Good luck to you, to you, to you, to you. May you be, 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 not overly seen, 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 or heard, 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 heard. Stealth, stealth, Yeah, this, this, this is probably in a five-mile radius, like you can hear this sound, right? This is now like thunder. Um, yeah, exactly. this is That's the title, Storm King's Thunder. So, yeah. uh, and up he lifts, and then uh, you see the tower at a very rapid rate actually disappear into the sky. And you guys are left on the east way. Well, then. Cool. Right. Give uh, my fur up because it's freezing cold. 
And in answer to your question, Robin, I don't think we have, but that's a good idea. We should get one of those on here. Um, On my own channel, I have lists of our party members, but I don't have that here on GOG, so I'm going to have to see if we can set one up um, so that we can see what everyone's character is. Very quickly, uh, these folks are all level 5. Selsigmar is a halfling rogue. Orash is a half-orc barbarian, and Greta is a dwarven uh, cleric. Um, So those are the three uh, that we've got here. Um, and what this has to do with the GOG, uh, GOG is Good Old Games, that's the channel that you're on, or at least it used to be called that, now it's just called GOG, and all these three people are GOG streamers, and this as well is a Good Old Game, hence the connection. Um, and, all right. al- and also, we have many of the really old d games, games on, on um, GOG right now, um, some of which are my favorite, mm-hmm. like the, the old Dark Sun, things like that, or if you want in, in oh, to, yeah. like easier accessible, you could try out Al-Kadim. So, uh, Al-Kadim. And- yeah, and I mean, I think every every one of us has played some kind yeah. of D and D PC game before, right? D and D games, man. D and D games. Where it's at? No, Giblix, It's not eighty five. Yeah. It's eighty five episodes of my show, but it's not eighty five sessions, and they're only level five. <laughs> that would be. Uh, that would be. Wow, we have taken our sweet fault. time. Yeah, that would be super RP heavy. Yeah, that would be... he's he's a really old school dungeon master. We only we don't have that much speed. We have permadeath. It's it's Chris would love. Memories yeah. in eight bit would love it. It's permadeath. It's, it's rogue. It's Iron Man mode. Yeah, we started ten times at this point, so it's been awesome. Yeah, um, I'm on my seventh generation orc right now. <laughs> this is the son of son of son of yeah. Orash, son of Orash, son of Orash. I am Orash seven, son of Orash six. Naming conventions aren't great with orcs that's right and i'm a dwarf i'm still alive <laughs> that's right that's right so uh you guys are on the east way um so uh where do you want to go uh i presume do? towards the east gate uh, yeah, into the city what is the sort of uh disposition of your group by which i mean are you trying to stealth it up are you marching confidently or are you just sort of moving oh normally? i think there is stealth no is out of the option right, right now, now so. i'm marching confidently okay we yeah we're just we're travelers we just happen to have jumped out of a ginormous floating castle with a giant saying goodbye to us and griffins in it but you know we're just travelers yeah it should be just fine <laughs> right I'm um, travelers guys myself so I, <laughs> I imagine i look like roughly spherical at this point just a cloak with a face peering out of it pretty much yeah you you really do just sort of look like you're sort of like the nazgul in lord of the rings but like if the cloak were dragging on the ground, if the Nazgul were Jawas, that's basically what, what you look like, <laughs> essentially. So, um, so that's what we are. Um, okay. okay, so is, is, uh, to the east gate. Is the ground snow covered or is it just freaking cold? It is very cold. The ground is not currently snow covered, although the hill, as you look around it, because the road, as you guys can see, is set in between. Like the whole thing is on top of a hill. But there's also hills to your left, to your right, you know, around you. And a lot of the hills are sort of spotted here and there with snow and frost. So it looks like there has been snow in the not-too-distant past. Um, but nothing like, you know, no huge snowstorms or anything like that as of yet. Uh, but it is cold, yes. The north is never warm. The north is never warm. Um, My character actually grew up in the northern wastes, so he's, that's true. He's so you're kind a of bit okay with, with it. You still would, yeah. Prefer that's the that's that you have one of though. yeah. Yeah, that's. That, I was gonna say that's one of the reasons why I asked for a cloak because he knew full well that he's gonna freeze to in minutes if he didn't have it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, cool. So on you go uh, up the road. Um, 
as you guys uh, continue to proceed up the road, you notice a couple of odd things, which is, uh, first of all, you notice that uh, the road is very quiet. I mean, you would expect, this is a fairly sizable town, and you would expect there to be lots and lots of people going in and out and everything. This is a fairly main road, it looks like to you, um, but there's nobody really moving out it. And as you get closer um, to uh, the gate, you can see that the gate is currently tight shut. Um, these are um, a set of what looks like 15 foot high hinged wooden gates um, and uh, there are these two 30 foot tall cylindrical stone towers which are flanking the gate and which are looking down um, upon you and so uh, the gates are actually closed um, and as you are sort of making your way up you see that there are several um, guards uh, that are currently in front of the gate and there are multiple guards you can see on top of the tower and as you are getting closer one of the guards in front says stand move no further I stand oh. and I say good morning and they look at you and they say were you in that tower that just came down a few minutes ago? No. What yes. tower? <laughs> oh, <laughs> crap. <damn> <laughs> All right, so should I, you I say no? What, you <laughs> what do you mean no and yes? Well, I was in the tower they were in. She was. <laughs> yes. You were no. in the tower, and they look at you, Greta. Um, and uh, the one who has spoken is up front says, Speak then. What were you doing there? What is your business? And who are these two? We are looking for Mark, Mark himself, Wall, um, and we're here on business to talk to him um, about his sister, Smile Southwall. <laughs> and and they close, sort of look at him and say, and uh, the one in front says, just because you've done enough research to know who the sheriff of our town is doesn't mean we should trust you. I don't feel I inclined didn't... to trust people who land in towers in the first place. And what is that cloaked figure cowering behind you? <laughs> and as you guys look behind, you see what looks like just a heap of cloak. Like, it just it just <laughs> looks like cloak, basically. I try and look up overbalance and fall backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they just sort of, they, he looks at you and waits, his arms folded. <laughs> Little help, please! Alright, I'll help him up. I'm like yeah, a saucer of, in my back. Right yeah. but I'm not I'm I'm just pulling cloak at the moment. That's all I'm doing. I'm just like I where are your hands, man? Just, I'm just, 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 in the cloak. Look, just put your hand up and I'll grab it, okay? And that's your foot. No. So I'm upside down. So once oh. we finally get them up, what the guard is like, what is that? That's a Celtic. That's the brains of the operation. Uh and and he sort of he has his arms folded and um Urash and actually all three of you make a perception roll for me please. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, 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 oh. Wait, how do I uh, I love that. <laughs> make uh, a perception uh, roll. Uh, um <laughs> How do I do that? Twenty Okay. Taking that new perception. plus three proficiency out for a roll. Uh yes, that's right. Okay. I see Urash everything. with the twenty. Oh. Ping, and Greta with Greta, who seems to be more interested in her companions, like what are you doing? So is paying no attention. But Selsig and Orash, uh, you hear the distinctive How sound. How did you do that? Uh, you hear the distinctive sound of um, what sounds like bow strings being drawn taut. Okay, okay. I, 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 I will. Yeah, joking times over. Be serious. I will. I will actually hold my oh! hands up so they know I'm not armed. <laughs> 
Oh, I will actually hold my hands up so the so the, <gasps> they know I'm not. Oh, on. that is interesting. Uh, ah. Okay, I just so learned how this works. Gretz is <laughs> busy at the moment. <laughs> and also that oh, I have yeah, the... yeah, cool. Yeah, and got, I have You different... figured out the perception stuff. Yeah, I also have a different modifier. I have a plus three modifier, apparently. So, yeah, okay, I had cool. a little bit better, but I still was not yeah, even... Yeah. And, on yeah. roll 20, if you hover your mouse over any of the names like strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, or any of those skills and click it, it will make that specific roll for you. That is very cool. I will from yeah. now undo that. So then it telegraphs that role as well. Like in your um, uh, attacks and spellcasting, if you just click the item that you're going to attack with, that should make either, I believe that's the damage roll or the hit roll. I can't quite remember which one that is. It does the hit um, roll, and then you can click the roll in the roll window on the right here, and it will roll the damage for you if it hits. What? What the cloak said. There you go. <laughs> Very, very useful. Um, yeah, so yeah. And that is true, it really yeah. is. Like Celsic, so I, as I'm someone looking, said, I... Celsic holding up the cloak, his hands is just holding up bits of cloak, right? Like it's just, it's just, you know. I'm looking like... at both of them in confusion. Right. Um, okay, um, we're here to see Mark and Sarpol. Uh, we come in peace, we come in peace. And uh, so the artist speaks says, if you come in what peace, then lay down your weapons. On? All right, I'll give you my axe. Can I get him to see? I'm just dropping all my stuff. All right, listen, we don't mean you any harm. We know we came under slightly suspicious circumstances, and it's a it's a little crazy to try and explain why, but we were in a town called Nightshade. Simile Southwell was there. Nightshade? The town was attacked. You mean Nightstone? T- what is this phantom uh, village? Yeah, Nightstone. Nightshade? He comes from Nightshade. a poison village, they look at each other. Like. Nightstone, Nightstone. Okay. I've, ha- I've had a lot of head injuries, okay? <laughs> Okay. Plus, you were an orc to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Constantly, yeah, intelligence of minus one. Uh, intelligence of eight, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, we're just here. We're here to deliver some unfortunately grave news to the sheriff. Mm. And uh, okay. he, he sort of looks down and he says, and uh, do you, he's looking now at you, Greta, do you agree with your companions on this one or do you have another tale to differ from them? I brandish my holy symbol I am a cleric of Faltus. May his light guide us all. And I am here to seek out Markham Southwall to tell him what happened to his sister who lived in Nightstone. We came from there. Hope they like him here. And he, uh, and they sort of look at you. Hmm. I don't know. These are difficult times. First, flying towers, and secondly... Wait, did you come here using the flying tower? Are you magicians? Are you in league with the giants? I just told you what who I am. Giant. We came with the flying. We came with the flying tower. The flying tower is gone. Everything is all right. Well, where is it gone? Get- who's running it? Running? Yes. Who's, mm. who's it just went by itself? You have a sentient tower. <clears throat> who's got the highest charisma? Do this you is have a, lot a persuasion of check. <laughs> now, is- <laughs> I'll try. Okay. So we can we could potentially out of character a second, guys, we could potentially try and tell him the truth, but I don't think he's gonna believe us, so we're gonna have to persuade him that that is the Well apparently truth. he knows about towers and giants. No, no, no. So... he knows about giants in this in this setting. I don't think that's gonna be very good for us because if you remember, the last people who knew about giants was the dragon and the, the group of dwarves that tried to kill us. We could try the bigger the... picture truth instead of the specific truth. The, truth yeah, is I'm always the that. best thing. I'm truth down with that. Truth is always best. Truth is best. I, I'm okay, totally I'm not, in favor I'm not of a truth. good liar, okay? I'm not a good liar. <laughs> the, light, <laughs> the light shall burn, shall all make us clean, and the truth shall be shown. Okay. 
and he you sort of so go for a Celtic. So we're like we're just kind of like conferring. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we push Celtic, we push the cloak forward. <laughs> okay. Oh God. So he looks at you, Celtic. And right I, now I, he's I still looking at cloak. Do you want to throw your hood back or like? Yeah, okay. definitely throw my hood back. And they're, just... they're all sort of startled, like they look at each other, like they weren't a hundred percent sure anything was behind the cloak. They're like, oh. <laughs> Okay, right. right, lads. This might sound a bit far-fetched. We're here to stop an evil elemental demon prince thing instigating a giant war to overthrow the lands and establish a new rule with the quote-unquote lesser races as their slaves. Oh, the Take us to your leader! Yeah. <laughs> so, so he he kind of looks down at you, and wrinkles his brow, and then he looks and he says, "You what?" And, Told you it was going to be weird. And the one one of them behind you, <laughs> one of them behind you is like, like sort of you know doesn't, and uh, the guard kind of like, like looks suspiciously around him, and then everyone's like, hmm. you know, like quiet, like not doing anything. And uh, I put my hand up and go, right, right. Yeah. I see you doubting me. Would anybody make this up and expect them to believe him? And he, the guard looks down at you and says, I don't know, but I don't know that anyone would wear that cloak either. And they see you just like... They didn't have anything in my size! <laughs> so, um, so he says, this is nonsense. Take this bunch of liars. And then you hear a uh, quiet voice um, from the top of uh, the gate and says... Hold for a moment, Radic. And uh, you all look up to see um, a uh, figure uh, standing on the top of the tower, rather dramatically, I guess you would say, um, dressed not in a cloak, but uh, just in a simple kind of leather armor um, with a sword at her belt. Um, and you see her standing and looking down upon you. And she says, um, All three of you, you're here to see the sheriff? Yes. Aye. Yes. And she says, um, and what news do you have for him? I Grave am Augur- news about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Grave news about his sister, but they are for him personally. And she, she narrows her eyes. I see. My name is Augric Brighthelm. I am the deputy sheriff here. If I allow you into this town, how can I be sure you will not do what you can to send it to those on the outside? Our city has come under attack. What? Well, we've got something in common, then! We've been attacked a shitload! <laughs> what... What assurance we're are you looking for? You've already taken our weapons. No, we did that lying around us, I think. Yeah, right, well, my, my axe is on the floor. I have no right. problem, like... But if your town is under attack, then surely you could use an extra axe, an extra bow, an extra spell in order to help defend it. We're not here to cause trouble. We're here you to deliver news and gather... Already. Yeah. We're here to deliver news and gather information on our grander quest, which is a noble one, I assure you. Okay, make a... Um, do me a favor and make a persuasion check for me. Please. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure this is going to go. Oh, better than I thought. <laughs> Seven. Hey, it's... it's Yeah, it's, it's, it's more than ten. I will allow the other two... I'll allow Celsic and Greta to also make... <clears throat> excuse me, to also make persuasion checks, though, for me. Um, I've actually got the well. worst modifier... Uh, and I should also point out, by the way, before you make the rolls, hold on, before you make the rolls, you can keep that if you want. Before you make the rolls, um, remember to those of you in uh, GOG chat, 
<clears throat> excuse me as I try to clear my throat, uh, that if you are uh, an Arvanaut, if you follow me on my channel, um, we do have the ability to inspire players in my D&D campaigns. So if you wish to inspire the players uh, and you are over there, basically what it means is that you have to support the Patreon over my channel at a certain level. But if you're doing so, you get a couple of inspirations you can use a month. So if you are one of those people or would like to be one of those people, you can inspire one of these players. Simply say inspire, Celsic inspire, Rush inspire, Greta, whoever it is. That will give them inspiration, which they can then use to make a roll at advantage. Um, you don't, they don't stack. So you can't get like five inspirations or a bank of inspirations. They're either inspired or they're not. But once they are uninspired, they could theoretically be inspired again. So I'm just letting you guys know about that. Now, with that said, uh, we've got a, was that a 16 that I just saw, I believe? Hey. Yes, that was Celtic. <laughs> Okay, with 16. a minus one modifier, so that yeah, was mine was mine was amazing. Oh wow, wow, and, mine's not the worst score anymore. And Greta with a three. <laughs> so Greta, Greta is clearly still too interested in sort of like how things work around. Wow, look at this! Like it's I, not just, really I just can't believe that they are not believing me. Yeah. You know? just like, because I wait, personally what? know what that I'm told. About? I know that I'm totally lawful good. I'm just pissed off that they're not believing me. <laughs> exactly. And no, Gilt Giblix, you cannot inspire the demon. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. The demon is already plenty inspired. No. Me. No, um, Giblix, stop it. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, but yes, as, uh, they, as they sort of listen to what you have to say, the one looks down at you, Selsig, and says, um, and sorry, Aubrek, I should say, who's at the top of the tower. And she says, and you, in the cloak... Clearly referring to the person who has the most cloak um, in the vibe. Um, you in the cloak. You were the one before who talked about the truth and elemental princes and things of this kind, yes? Yes. And that's she. Our, that's our larger quest. And she looks down at you and she says, If the life of your friends were in my hands, and she nods, and you hear this tightening of bowstrings, and now you see that there are at least three arrows trained at Urash and three arrows trained at Greta's head and uh, she says if I were to do this would you tell me the same story would it be true killing them won't change it <laughs> and uh, she, she sort of looks at you and then nods and the guards all at once lower their bows and she says she says very well I will allow you into the city. You will be under guard. I will take charge of these people personally. When you enter the city, be aware. Your weapons will be kept with us in our barracks, in safekeeping. Be aware that the village in the villagers are, the townspeople, are in no condition to be able to welcome outsiders. You will probably not receive a warm welcome here, at least not until the circumstances are dealt with on the outside. I will take you directly to Markham, but I must warn you that he is busy these days. The arranging of figuring out how to keep the peace when there is a military campaign going on is none too easy. If you agree to these terms, I will allow you inside. If not, you must go back the way you came. Uh, we have no choice but I... to agree because we must see Markham. We agree to your terms. I agree. I agree. Okay. So uh, she nods, and the uh, guards down below gather up um, your weapons. And then you hear this, and then this, and the gates um, open, 
And you can see that uh, as you pass through them that on the inside, um, first of all, there are more guards on the inside and it's like an inner level that are looking sort of peering at you over the battlements or the parapets which are below the level of the gate. So, you know, this, this is like, especially Urash, you would know that this strikes you as way beyond normal combat preparations. Like, the, mm. you know, this is a town which got to be the way it was because of trade. There's no way that trade is happening when you've got people looking like they're ready to kill anything that moves. Um, and so they're moving in like this, and as the gate closes behind you, you see there's this massive wooden bar that they descend over from the inside um, to be able to hold it. Um, and so they they obviously mean business. Um, you were so, you're met now, by the way, by Augric uh, Brighthelm, who is now down on the uh, ground level. If yeah, I may ask, burns. I... it's all wood, it all burns. <laughs> so you're going to be taking all of our weapons Don't and storing them that. in the barracks, correct? Yes. In fact, uh, that's already where, been done. where is the barracks? And she, uh, so she looks I over. I just, I care, I care for my axe. I want to know where she is. I want to know where my axe is at all times. Um, and uh, she says, it'll be kept over by the armory. And I will show you, she points out on her map, let's say. Uh, what's up, X5? Oh, it, where am I RPing from now? I'm not in Boston. Uh, I am still out in the Pacific Northwest, but I'm RPing from an island off the coast of Washington State uh, at a friend's house, actually. Um, they found him, so now he has to flee. I have to be on the move. This will only last for a while before this internet connection goes down. Um, okay, so you guys right now, if you take a look at the map, you guys are right yep. here. Yep. And where they claim uh, the barracks are is right here. Sort of centrally located, okay. apparently. Um, okay. Oh, no, that's fine, X5, no problem. So that's where they are going to be kept. And in fact, the guards that are carrying these weapons have already disappeared. Um, and the guards up top resume their you know, gaze outwards. And now it is just you and uh, Augric Brighthelm. And she says, um, very well. If you wish to see Markham, then you can come with me. Lead the way. Okay. And um, um, so... Can I ask, whilst we're walking, can I ask um, what what troubles are currently befalling the town? That seems like a, a lot of guards for a trade route. And she says, indeed it is. In fact, this is a very unusual time for us. And as you walk around, you notice that this is a large, as you can see, city. Lots of buildings very little noise and no movement on the streets. It's, just, it's as if the whole place is deserted or all waiting inside. And indeed, you can see that a lot of the windows are barred and shuttered. Um, the you know buildings are locked up tight. There are no children playing in the streets, no animals roam, no sounds that you would normally associate with it. It's, it's very eerie. Um, and uh, Augrek says, um, this is a town... It has seen better days, but until we are clear of what threatens us, this is the way we must be. This is a very peculiar town, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> did you build the wall and then the town just filled it out? Or did the town start to grow and you just said, no, now we're going to put the wall around here and, and, and growing stops? The wall was built in this particular way after the village was built. It started out as a small one and then grew and grew until it became clear to everyone that it was going to attract the attention. Raiders from the north, sometimes trolls or other creatures of evil from the east and south. And we decided that rather than try to live and huddle in our homes, we would make something for ourselves. And so we engaged in building this wall. It took more than ten years for it to be completely constructed. But when it was done, 
we knew we had one of the strongest settlements that existed in the Sword Coast, let alone in Icewind Dale. There is no settlement that is safer than this one. And, uh, and she sort of smiles. She seems she seems kind of like pride would be the way that you would describe it. So it's a fine this town. Is, this is the safest settlement, and still you're afraid of three travelers. What is going on? And she says, uh, she kind of looks at you with her eyes narrowed. Then um, she says, I don't know that it is for me to say. These are difficult times, and I've been instructed not to give out extra information when I do not need to. Okay. Um, and she uh, continues along um, as you guys uh, go. You're able to see, more or less, you trace. Let me see if I can put the line in here. Freehand it. So you go from here and kind of go around this way. So you're sort of winding through the streets, but towards the center. But you notice that there are a couple of times where she makes what looks like diversions in the route. You know, like if you were GPSing it, you know, you would go like this way or something. But she goes around mm -hmm. certain places. You notice that certain streets are blocked off. Um, and uh, as you get closer to the center of the town, you can smell um, the very distinctive smell of sulfur and fire. And some of the streets, you can see some kind of flickering light. Sorry, guys. Bigger pardon. There we go. Sorry, I forgot I had my roll 20 minimized. Sorry, chat. Bigger pardon. <laughs> and I was like, what? We just have a stone wall. That's stone it. Stone wall. Just make it up in your head. <laughs> so I'll take a nice that... a deep breath of cold and sulfur and ash. I was like, oh, I like this place already. It reminds me of my home. But what are the fires for? Other and... than to keep warm. There seems to be quite a lot of them. And she says... These are the ones that remain. We have almost finished putting them out after the last attack. Hmm. Does the Church of Foltos have um, um, a building here? And he no and she nods and says, Indeed. Also churches of Lathander and many others. Helm also occupies its attention My here. My attention is immediately called, like, You have a Church of Helm? And she, and she looks over and she praises you are you a dis are you an adherent of Helm? I am, I am indeed. Ah. <laughs> I follow his I follow his doctrine to the very day. Ah, as you should. Most of us here are adherents to Helm. It is only through his strength that we have survived this long upon this town. And uh, she kind of, you know, looks at you sort of with a maybe newfound respect might be the way to, to sort of talk <laughs> about it. Um, so she's able to, uh, you know, sort of look you up and down and nod at you. Um, and, uh, then, uh, as she continues, she says, but the truth is that most of these fires are ones that have had a devastating effect. It is in the decision of the speaker of Bryn Shanter to close off much of, uh, the roads here. Um, the people are frightened enough if they saw some of the destruction and then she just sort of trails off and shakes her head. Um, I know Scratch will go, bet you feel bad about making that fire joke now. <laughs> you just don't understand Falter's light, that's all. <laughs> so, I don't think they will either. Don't get any ideas. They also don't get this. <laughs> um, and uh, so, uh, as she's continuing to uh, move you sort of through the streets, um, she finally, where did I leave off here? There was the altar. She finally leads you back down and over 
to about here. And at this point, um, she stops and uh, she says, All right, we have arrived at the place that you must go to. This, I believe, is where you'll find Markham, and it is also where you'll find the town speaker. Her name is Duvessa Shane, and she is the leader of this, the leader of our place. 